Testing one, two. Yeah, my mom says she can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Okay, awesome. Cool. Okay, as I was saying, we are going to talk about dying to ourselves today. And if we don't die to ourselves, we die to the world because when we are in our flesh, we are unable to really, truly follow the will of God and what he has for us. Um, so let's go ahead and get into our first segment. Gary! It's not about you. Did you know that? The question I have for you today is, do attachment styles personality test really matter let me know in the comments um i actually not reacting to anything right now but i will in the next two segments but right now i could just want to give some commentary give a little story you know because earlier on this week i had the urge i had the desire to take an attachment test 
And if you don't know what an, an attachment style test is, it's basically what your attachment style is in your relationships, in your romantic relationships, in your family relationships, and in your relationships in general with people. So I was just curious, and I ended up taking the test, and the results I got were a lot worse than I thought they were going to be, and that ended up leading me into a rabbit hole, as all things usually do. So I ended up going down the rabbit hole, trying to learn every little bit of what this test is telling me that I'm supposed to do, that I, who I am telling me who I am, and the issues that I have, and the strengths that I have as well. Um, so as I was going down this rabbit hole, I began to feel as if I was just becoming upset. I was becoming upset. I was becoming, I don't want to say depressed, but like a little, you know, little tugs towards the feeling of depression. And and I've been and I was feeling a bit anxious as well. And I was just like, oh no, like what am I gonna do? How am I gonna get out of this? I was just in my head, in my head all the way. And then I was like, wait, can you stop? Whenever there's a problem, we can go to our father. So I was like, okay, okay, Lord, I want to heal your way. This thing is telling me I need healing in this area. I want to heal your way. I'm not perfect. You know I'm not perfect. Um, so with that, I came to realize I don't need these personality tests. I don't need to know my attachment style. Um, all I need is to point towards Christ. And as I'm praying, as I am reading my word, as I am seeking him in his ways, the parts of me that don't align with that will be shown to me. And as it's being shown to me, I can pray over those things and ask God to, hey, can you transform me in this direction instead of that direction? Something about the way I'm reacting or the way that this attachment style that I'm being told is incorrect, um, the way that's happening, I pray that you help develop me into a healthier attachment style or a healthier way to come at, uh, a healthier way to communicate and handle conflict and things like that. So ultimately, as I was a little going backwards a little bit, as I was going down the rabbit hole and before I got to the point where I realized I can ask God to help me in these areas was I started watching videos about how to do it, watching therapists talk about it. And something that the therapist said was, you need to learn how to self-soothe um, in regards to whatever my attachment style was. You need to learn how to self-soothe because once you learn how to self-soothe, then you don't need anyone, anyone else's, you don't need anyone else to soothe you, essentially. So um, I was thinking about that and I was like, well, why would I want to self-soothe myself when I can go to God and have him soothe me? Because his soothing 
versus my soothing would be so much greater and on a in a and on a higher level than I could ever soothe myself. He knows me, he knows my ways, he knows who I am. Why it just doesn't make sense as to why I would go to myself to soothe my to soothe whatever than than to go to God. So I also wanna say the the how I feel about the attachment styles and personality tests is like, I think they can be helpful. I think they can serve a purpose, but I think it is not helpful when we begin to attach our identity to it and when we tend to just accept it and be like, oh, this is just me. That's who I am. There's no changing it. Or if I do want to change it, it's all me and myself and I. I have to be the one to change it. Um, yeah, so, and I think that's what was happening to me. I was starting to identify with it, and I started to say, hey, it's me. This is me. I don't know what to do. But really, when we have issues like that, when we have, even with, Zo- or even with zodiac signs, like, that's my issue with those, is like, People tend to attach their identity to them rather than saying, oh, yeah, I have that quality. I might have this quality. But I think ultimately the zodiac signs, personality tests, attachment styles tend to put us in boxes. And I don't think we're meant to be in a box. So with that being said, let me remind you guys of the question. It is, do attachment styles and personality tests really matter? Okay, let's go on to my point and get into it. All right, so my point is where we lack and where we are weak, Christ strengthens us. Where we need healing, Christ heals us. The moment we make our flaws our identity is a moment we forget there is freedom in following Christ. So no matter what, no matter what circumstance we're in, no matter what level of healing we may think we need, Christ can fill that hole and that void for us. We just have to seek him. We have to pursue him. We have to want that relationship with him. And we have to surrender our lives to him. And as we surrender our lives to him, as Josh always says, we meet him at the top of the mountain and we begin to transform and become more like him. So. Let me guys know what you think in the comments, and yeah, let's go ahead and get into those comments. Hello, all. Hope you're doing well. Logged on. Kenya, you look gorgeous. Thank you, Mom. I got it from you. Um... Okay, so uh, let us go ahead and take a break and get into our hangout session. It's it's in the book. Yep. But uh, the fruits of the spirits like love, gentleness, kindness, self control, um, just those different things, uh, peace. And so when you see those things out in the world, then you can you see God 
materialized in the world. Yes. And so when you stop looking for him, say like in a crystal, it's like, yeah. oh, you think God is confined to like this yeah, rock or something. Yeah, that's exactly it's what like it you're, was. You're putting a boundary on something exactly. that should be, you know, seen in the world that's always ever expansive yep. and so and and you, you can't grow if you're constantly trying to find him here here and here oh my god rather than yes. finding him through the world with the new things that get discovered yep. but also measuring against the old truths that are foundational to the new things that have been discovered yes and so finding the thread in that that's where that's where you see god session i have something fun i think i think it's fun um that i want to do in this session um i'm calling it what did twitter say what did twitter say and pretty much it's just gonna be tweets that i found this week that i thought were entertaining interesting or problematic so let's get our first tweet get into our first tweet it is such a beautiful thing to pursue truth instead of being right. The former is earnest and productive, and the latter is conceited, shallow, and very unproductive. This has really softened- Okay, so our first tweet is this one. I could not believe it. Okay, I didn't- I, I couldn't believe this was a thing. Um, so it says- this is called survival swim lessons, which involves having young kids swim and survive while being fully clothed. Thoughts. Now, initially, I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. I would be down for my child to do that. Now, watching it in action was a bit concerning for me, but let me know what you guys think. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, for me, it was like how she's just smiling, like, hey, it's okay, everything's okay. And then, whoop, off into the water. Um, some comments was, the only thing she learned in that lesson is trust issues. Yeah, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, so that one, that one got me this week. Um, the next one is a little spicy. It's a little spicy. She says, the amount of people who believe that women were miserable for all of history until we propagandized them all to have jobs instead of families is mind-boggling. It doesn't even make sense on its face. These people operate off programming. Yeah, that one's a little spicy, but I do think it does touch on something. I think I, as I've been learning about like feminism and um 
women leaving the household to work and things like that, I learned that there were like focus groups and test groups and things like that where women that were housewives were shown another, I guess, another way of life. And they could have been completely happy, like, in their homes, in their lifestyle, whatever, until they were shown a new way to live. And I think that's unfortunate, in a sense, because I do think everything starts in the home, and everything in society, and the reason why society is the way it is, because of things that happen in the home. So taking mothers out of the home and making them seem like, they are unhappy with serving their family. Um, it's a bit interesting, but um, yeah, I do think that tweet was interesting. And some comments were, mm, those were the best times for women. Now women unhappiness rates are sky high. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we look at a graph now, a lot of the, or not even just women, but men too, just a lot of people are just so unhappy now compared to years ago. So there could be a correlation there. Um, yeah, so those are just a few tweets that I thought were interesting. Let me know what you guys thought of them, and let me know if there are any tweets that you guys found interesting this week too. Um, do we have any comments? Let's see. Hello everyone, happy Saturday, happy, uh, <laughs> hi I'm Cindy, welcome, welcome in, welcome to the chat, thank you for joining. No, that was very wrong of her to do that, that will traumatize the child. Yeah, that was interesting, like I don't know, I don't know, for me it was the smiling, like do they tell the kids beforehand like, hey, we're going to do survival testing. Do the kids see other kids do it before they do that? I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, yeah. All right. With that being said, let's get into our second segment. Oh, there is another one. Oh, um, from our last segment, T-Max says, understanding your style of attachment is helpful because it offers you insight into how you feel. Yeah, I think it can be helpful. Like, But like I said, I do think if you become attached to it and you make that your identity, it could possibly be problematic. But I think it all depends how you handle your results and things like that and I guess how self-aware you are already in that moment. So, yeah. Any more comments? Okay, let's get into our second segment. Gary! Okay, our second segment is... Would you rather be right or pursue truth? As the saying goes, sometimes it's better to be kind than to be right. Let me know what you guys think of this question. Answer it down below. Right for the algorithm! get into our topic we're going to have a reaction this segment so let's get into that
It is such a beautiful thing to pursue truth instead of being right. The former is earnest and productive and the latter is conceited, shallow, and very unproductive. This has really softened how I approach disagreements. I'm more quick to listen and slower to speak. I'm a lot less heated, a lot more willing to admit when I'm wrong. It has just really transformed how I interact with people. Cool. So I actually do want to do a play-by-play. -play. So we'll bring that back up. It so is such a beautiful thing to pursue truth instead of being right. The former is earnest and productive, and the latter is conceited, shallow, and very unproductive. This <coughs> yes, I think a good way to look at that in general is... Our actions should pursue a net positive outcome, in a sense. Like, if our actions are, like how she said, one was conceited and another one was more humble. I think just like, I think just like that, in a sense, um, whatever we do in life, if it's not a positive or, or shows good character, we probably should avoid it, so... Let's keep going. This has really softened how I approach disagreements. I'm more quick to listen and slower to speak. I'm a lot less heated, a lot more willing to admit when I'm wrong. It has just really transformed how I interact. Yeah, so for me personally, I wasn't really one to argue with people. I, I didn't enjoy arguing, um, but I did always think I was right a lot of the times and that is problematic in itself because because that mindset doesn't allow for learning it doesn't allow for an open conversation in a sense um so and also there's pride attached to that as well so for me I had to eventually learn like there's, you can't have a fruitful conversation if you constantly have this wall up and you're constantly like, oh, I'm always right. I already, I always know what the answer is. Um, and I think it's good to like have a direction. Of course, we have our aim towards Christ all the time. Um, but there's always things that we can learn and we can take from other people and apply that to our relationship with Christ rather than, nope, this is where I'm stuck. This is how I'm going to do things um yeah even going back to like the attachment styles like I think a lot of the times how our how we attach how our attachment style is to another person is kind of how we see God in a sense um so like something I've heard a lot is if you don't have a secure relationship with your father that's kind of how you look at God also so ultimately just saying Ultimately, just saying, um, just be open to conversation, open to learning, open to hearing other perspectives, and that, in turn, can be used to glorify God. Um, yeah, so let me, the question again is, would you rather be right or would you rather pursue truth? Let me know in the comments, and let's get into my point.
Yeah, so always wanting to argue is no fun for the people that surround you. There's a difference between having a fruitful conversation having fruitful conversations that provide growth for both parties and one-sided conversations in the hopes of winning a point. I would rather come forward with a humble heart in order to pursue truth and agree to disagree if need be. But what do you guys think? I want to know in the comments. Okay, let's take a break and get before we get into our third comment, our third segment. This is the religious bow to their idols propositions. And so this is something that I see a lot um, in our society where people get so obsessed with their favorite Bible teachers. It's like, oh no, like you can't go wrong with this person or I only study this person or I follow this person because of what they can do in my life. And that's sometimes dangerous because then you get into a habit of just accepting what that person is giving you or what that Bible teacher is giving you rather than actually going through the process of critically thinking about texts for yourselves and analyzing what exactly it means and how it can apply best in your life because we we are all you know walking um, a different journey in a sense because we're all different people that doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want right we still live according to the values that were set before us but that does mean that we we do strive for God in everything that we do and yeah we just we just look to God Welcome back. Let's pop up some comments on the board, on the screen. Always lean on God. He will always get you through. Absolutely. Amen. No matter what. Absolutely. A soft answer turned away wrath. So that, so the way something is said matters the most. I don't personally need to be right just the reality honesty of what took place yeah I definitely agree with that because sometimes if we come off abrasive that puts people on the defensive but if you come off soft and feminine in a sense um you might get a different result so I definitely agree with that Okay, our third topic of the day. Gary! Alright, make women feminine again? Let's talk about it. What kind of woman do you want to be is the question for today. Make sure you like for the algorithm. Let's get into it. So we are going to react to a video but first let me know down below what kind of woman do you want to be what kind of woman do you want your future your future daughter to be your future granddaughter to be what what's on your mind um let's get into this video that we're going to react to 
<laughs> I feel like every time I go on YouTube, there's like an elevator pitch of like, this is how you become the perfect woman. This is how you become that girl. And it, it's just like, it's become, a, it's been a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can we play that one more time? <laughs> I feel like every time I go on YouTube, there's like an elevator pitch of like, this is how you become the perfect woman. This is how you become that girl. And it, it's just like, it's become, a, it's been a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time I open up my Instagram, or not Instagram, cause I don't really use Instagram, but every time I open up YouTube or I'm on Pinterest, there's something new under the sun talking about how to be, like she said, that girl, there's a lucky girl, there's soft girl. There's just so many trends that take a place on, I guess, being feminine and being a woman and being the woman of your dreams kind of thing. But I think it kind of takes away from, I guess, the soul purpose, the going back to the root of what it means to be a woman and what womanhood really is. And I think we can only really get that true, traditional, biblical, foundational womanhood from the word of God. And the source of all of that, the source of being that girl, being lucky girl, being soft girl, the source of all of that is from God. And we should pursue that outlook first not even first, we should just pursue that outlook and not worry about the rest because all those are trends and trends come and go, but God is consistent and he is forever. So I'd rather go that way than the world's way. Let's continue. <laughs> I feel like every time I go on YouTube, there's like an elevator pitch of like, this is how you become the perfect woman. This is how you become that girl. And it, it's just like, it's become, a, it's been a lot. <laughs> the next clip, please. Back to the, the origins of the femininity, um, you know, not movement, but just what it is and how it can help you and the powerful uh, resource that tapping into your femininity is. I do wanna say that I think we're kind of talking about two different things in these discussions, right? I think that there is a difference between like femininity and this sort of feminine energy, divine feminine that is really popular now. I just, I think we're in like separate lanes. So I don't know that we can even, you know, that I can even compare because I just think it's two completely different ideologies and schools of thought that do share some overlap, but I don't think that we're in the same, how can I put this? I think we're in the same building, but different rooms, I guess is the best way I can put it. Yeah, as I was learning or coming to learn more about femininity, biblical femininity, there was a lot of topics, a lot of videos and, and things that would come up about divine feminine energy. And as curious person that likes to learn new things and become a better person, all that kind of stuff. I was curious and I clicked on it and I came to realize it's very spiritual based, but not biblical based. It's very, I don't want to say woo woo, but it's very in touch with your feminine divine person inside you and is very like energy spiritually based and whereas traditional femininity 
is more like homemaking and character focus. What's your character look like? Um, so, yeah, that was interesting to come across. Let's get into the third clip. Back to the, tr the origins of the femininity, um, you know, and personally, I think that the biggest difference between that like that version of, of feminine content and the more traditional version is the fact that I think I think that more modern I guess <laughs> the new age femininity content is very self-focused now obviously on my channel I've talked about my I've talked about glow ups leveling up you know how to improve yourself this is somewhat of a self-help channel or at least it was at one point I think that it's that content is very much hyper focused on how you can get everything you want get the man you want get the the like it's really self-focused. It's really focused on how you can get everything that you want out of this life, no matter what. And again, I don't think that's inherently a bad thing. I just think that that's, that's more of the focus where I think the sort of femininity and femininity content that I relate to more is about your character and is about what kind of person do you want to be? Like, what kind of woman do you want to be? Yeah, so uh, in the video, she kind of said... She doesn't think it's inherently bad to, I guess, be self-focused in a sense. I would personally argue that it is a bad thing because we're supposed to be selfless anyways. And we're supposed to s pursue the desires God has for us. So I would personally argue against that. Um, but yeah. So that's my thought on that. Um, let's go ahead and get into my point. So if I were to answer this question, I would say the kind of woman I want to be is one that is filled with confidence, joy, creativity, intelligence, and good character. I believe the only way to tap into the femininity that God created is to be the reflection of Christ and study the woman in the Bible, pray for transformation in areas that are lacking. Like for me, as I was going, trying to just develop into a woman, understanding what a woman is, understanding what a wife is, understanding what, a, what characteristics a mother needs. Um, I did a lot of devotionals that are in the Bible app that geared towards being a virtuous woman, um, developing womanhood. I did a lot of topics around that learning and I also did a lot of studies on the different women in the Bible and even like reading Esther over time every time I read Esther there's something new that pops out to me so I would definitely encourage like if that's something you want to hone in on something that you want to develop in yourself definitely go to the woman in the Bible see their mistakes learn from their mistakes see where they are flourishing where their strengths are and pray for those same strengths to come into you so I yeah that's my point let's get into my scripture so the scripture that stuck out to me for this is John 3 3 Jesus answered him truly truly I say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God and that's where this whole femininity journey, this whole be becoming a woman, it starts here. Because if we don't know who God is, we don't know how he created us, we don't know 
the desires of his heart for us, we don't know that, then how can we truly be who he called us to be and be the kind of woman that he wants us to be? So that's that. Let me know what you guys think. Let me put the question up again. The question is, what kind of woman do you want to be? What kind of woman do you want your future daughter to be, your future granddaughter to be? Let me know in the comments. I want to know. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into, take a break and then get into our comments. In my early 20s, I, I was still like believing, but I wasn't necessarily obeying things that God wanted me to do. And I was kind of like taking things in my own hand and I was trying so hard to just take the pen and write my own story. And I ended up just kind of in this spiritual ditch from it. Um, and I was so deeply, deeply depressed and I would considering just ending it all and I stopped and I was like Hallie you have just driven yourself into this place because you keep trying to take the pen away from God and what if you just like actually handed him back the pen and did the things he's telling you to do instead of everything that you think is a good idea appreciate it do we have a schedule okay let's go over the schedule monday 8 p.m we have a profitable conversations with joshua prophet tuesday 8 p.m we have a quality episode wednesday we also have a quality episode but at 9 p.m and make sure you guys join our private facebook group there we have some cool things coming. We really want to have that community and be engaged and have like a little private behind the scenes thing in there. So make sure you go over there and make sure you follow me on Medium um, where I am going to post articles, blog posts on there regarding the same things we talk about today. Just like femininity, biblical topics womanhood, all that good stuff. You can find me over there. And uh, thank you to our new subscribers. We have 580 currently. So thank you. We love that you're here. So with that being said, until next time, I love you. And Jesus loves you way more. <laughs>